0: what's up everybody so we're back with another episode of the Swift podcast today it's just me myself and I and the topic I'm gonna to address is Andrew proof programming so A lot of times in the gym industry, what the biggest thing we want to do is a weight loss, muscle mass, change your physique, aesthetically pleasing, whatever it may be. And programming is a huge component. A lot of people hire coaches. A lot of people don't hire a coach, a lot of them go on their own. When I first started back in 2007, I didn't hire a coach. I had my strength coaches at school. I had my soccer coaches who didn't know much about strength and conditioning or anything of that sort. I had the football coach. who did a phenomenal job of teaching me stuff. But when I started researching on my own, a lot of times what you'll see is when you're researching, what do you find? You find body part split workouts, right? You find let's do back and biceps. Let's do shoulder and chest. Let's do, Chest and tries, let's just do legs, let's just do hamstring, let's just do glute specific, let's just do calf specific. So you're thinking single isolation muscles. As I've gotten older and older, and as I've started educating myself and following a lot of great work, a lot of great therapists, a lot of great strength coaches, I've started to have a different viewpoint on programming. And my program has changed significantly from 2007 until where we are today in 2021. The biggest thing I hit is push, pull, hinge, rotation, core. Squat, lunge, and carry. Those are the big movements that I try to design a lot of my program off of, okay? Now, what we're gonna do is, we're gonna try to optimize this and think injury-proof for our plan. So these are the movements I'm gonna hit. When I first started training, and this could be a relationship to a lot of you currently, related to a lot of you, it could be different, right? I was going Monday, chest and tries. I would go Tuesday, back and buys, I would go Wednesday as a rest day. Thursday is legs and shoulders. And I would rest and then I'd go Friday um, be a rest day or I'd go flex Friday just hit arms again whatever it may be now my goal is to teach you about injury proof programming meaning I want to make sure we're all injury proof as we program right and also as we work out let's look at joint health not muscle health let's look at joint health when I pick up this guy so we're gonna start Monday I was going chest and triceps right chest kind of sits here in the front of the shoulder triceps are coming back here attaching into that shoulder joint back biceps biceps also go to the shoulder joint your back muscles stand right here and now we're thinking okay two days i hit four different muscles but i hit one major joint that glenohumeral joint right i continue to hit that then i take a break i hit my legs and hit my shoulders again so that means in four days i've hit this shoulder joint three times heavy and hard and then we start to wonder hey why does my shoulder hurt or why does this start to bother me now a lot of times we go in aesthetically pleasing workouts we want to make sure that aesthetically we look the best which is great fine then what we do is some days we'll split just for they call it booty workouts right just for your butt or just your hamstrings or just your glutes yes you can isolate those exercises but now start thinking joint health where do those muscles attach to and what's going on your glutes are sitting right here right in the back of this region hamstrings come up here hip quadriceps are all up in here everything kind of interchanged in that hip complex I'm not going major terminology here because I feel like I want to keep this simple for everyone to understand but think of all those muscles that come and attach in the hips and from my work you've seen it right there's a lot of muscles that come in and attach in this hip complex now we're thinking okay I'm isolating the muscle but in terms of the joint I'm hitting that hip joint quite significantly and quite often and over time if I continue to do it now we're thinking shortening those muscles will start to shorten and injuries and dysfunction start to occur so I want you to start thinking joint health and not necessarily muscle if you want to go injury free and try to prevent injury from occurring in your workouts then look at well my skeleton just had an injury because I didn't stabilize him well enough right there's that issue so when you start to think about it is well, I'll use that as an example. Stabilizers, right? Those are key components of injury prevention workouts, but also realizing that the joint is a very, very neglected thing when it comes to programming and working out. Because when you go to YouTube or when you go to Google and you look up the best workout for yourself, how often are you given workouts that are splitting body parts for you? How often are you getting a workout for just in triceps? And now start thinking of this joint and how much stress you're putting through it. So. If you follow the work of Dr. John Russian and his belief of pain pre-performance, he has six big movements that you hit and of those six are on my list here, right? And now I added a few extra from my personal bias and my personal opinion of adding rotation work, core work, which I know he talks about in his work and other people talk about in their work. And typically most therapists that you'll talk to, we kind of run the same line, just different twists and biases. But if we want to talk aesthetically pleasing, right? And we want to talk about what's the best bang for my buck, push and pull, you'll get your upper body developed pretty well, right? Carry, you'll get your shoulders develop pretty well you want a strong glutes and aesthetically pleasing glutes do a hinge do a squat don't neglect those movements because they're gonna help now the difference is I'm not doing a million exercises I'm focusing on eight different movements time under tension I've talked about plenty of times before spending proper time under tension is gonna a strengthen the muscles to the T it's gonna strengthen the joint i'm sorry the tendons that come into play and also yes in terms of joints you will strengthen it because we know bone density is going to increase with resistance training properly and that's going to be a huge success i'm also not hitting it multiple times i'm thinking of my joint health right your muscles and your body is a very beautiful thing you have agnes and antagonists that you know agnes your primary movers antagonists are the opposing muscles that help you have synergists, the synergist muscle to stabilize the help out now you start taking wholesome when i do my programming as I develop a movement, am I making sure I balance it out? We'll use an example of a shoulder injury. A lot of times with shoulder injuries, what I find in the clinic is people come in with like a rounded shoulder, essentially, right? I'm not going to say they have rounded shoulder syndromes, but what I see in dysfunction is quite often we have a very tight pec. We have weak upper back muscles. And my job is to tell you that, Hey, we're going to open up your pecs and strengthen your back. Okay. How does that develop? could be many various things it could be you hit a push pull carry in too many sequence days right that joint itself starts to get altered and that's when injuries start to occur when we're not aware of the joint so if you want to be injury free if you're suffering from an injury I want you to make sure you start thinking of the joint itself a little bit more think of the joint in terms of health and think of the joint in terms of just wellness and then mobility wise I always say for every push I want to pull because I want your back to be a little stronger than your chest so I can kind of keep you in more of a neutral position. No one's going to walk around like this ever. They shouldn't you're still too stiff in this point right you want to be as closely as possible even for me right now because of how tight my picture, are I feel myself in a poor position and it'll show in my mobility right same thing with the hip and lower extremity if you're going squat match with hinges I always say one squat to two hinges right making sure that my posterior chain is stronger than my anterior chain, for a lack of better terms right meaning the front and the back, so the back should be stronger than the front, and that should help out. When you're looking at pelvic stability, when we're looking at shoulder health and pelvic actual positioning, that's the biggest thing. Major dysfunctions that we tend to see a lot is hip pain when it comes to squatting and shoulder pain when it comes to benching and pressing. And a lot of times what that is, the tissues in the front are probably tighter and weaker than they should be. And also the tissues in the back aren't as strong as they should be, because we're neglecting those things. And we start to focus so much on aesthetics. And this has been something that has been happening for years though. It's not just now in modern time. Over time, and look at the the first godfather of bodybuilding, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and his programming was just, you know, and I have his Encyclopedia, phenomenal book. It was a great book as a, as a young athlete to read, to just learn about exercise. But now it's, can, how can we enhance it? How can we take those? Again, what I'm talking about today, specific for just general population, if you're a bodybuilder, and again, if you're a power lifter, yes, you have to isolate. You have to do the chest and try. You have to do the back and by. But what's stopping you from making it more of a push-pull thing to be healthier about yourself what's stopping you to think about your joints so you have your split so say hey if edward i don't know why edward came to mind but if edward is going to do a bodybuilder and he wants to focus on developing his chest and also be injury free so say he comes in monday because it's international chest day we all know that right so he hits chest and triceps great then Tuesday don't hit back and biceps don't do it it's just not worth it right maybe do legs take a rest day Wednesday then Thursday come in and hit your back and vice There's no timeline and that's what people forget. There's no timeline of hitting muscle because if you're in that competition, when you get to close to peak time when I was competing, my coaches had me do certain body parts multiple times in a week, right? But there was, because as you get closer, you'll hit it more often, but you're gonna be smarter about how heavy and hard you're hitting it. Initially, if you're really gonna get dense with the tissue and really work on it, space it out. So now what I'm looking at is I hit my shoulder joint on the Monday and then I waited all the way till Thursday to hit that shoulder joint again now we're thinking i've given this joint at least 48 hours of recover so i'm not going to create more tension in that joint than it has to be or if you want to go the reverse process once you just hit back and vice together i'm sorry back and chest together two major muscles that are hit and yes you will get the accessories if you hit them properly with your compound movements then you can maybe go back to Wednesday and hitting the smaller movements so more of the story and more of this, this podcast episode is to teach you guys to really focus on the joint and not so much on muscle. If we want to be injury-free and we want to be pain-free, focus on the joint. Focus on how I'm going to make sure the joint is healthy. And then obviously... Don't be afraid of rest days. So today I put a post out on my page for recovery days and a lot of things, that's one of the best neglected things. You can do an active recovery day, you can do a static recovery day, you can do something, but let the joints themselves heal. That should be part of your programming. A lot of programs don't really incorporate rest properly and you have to rest properly. When I was down in Florida working with Exos, one of the biggest things we had professional level athletes do and these guys are the best of the best. They are playing at the most elite level. They had every third day was a full recovery day, a full regen day. So they spent time icing, heat, massage, foam rolling, stretching. We created regeneration workouts. And I know if you guys have been with me and following my work for a while, you've seen those posts of regeneration workouts that i put out there. There's still some on my YouTube page about it. Um, And those workouts are just for optimizing recovery and joint health, right? We're doing trigger point releases, we're doing stretches, we're moving better and we're moving more functional in those workouts. And that's something they should be incorporating. So if you don't want to rest completely, which I understand a lot of people are like that. I was like that. I'm still like that at times, right? take time in your program and develop a regeneration workout or if not let me know and i'll help you develop a regeneration workout they're a lot of fun they can help burn calories go to an active walk walking is recovery in a sense right you'll flush out some of the the lactic acid built up first you're doing a lot but it's also going to just be something more active and joints motion if you're really sore and very stiff don't just sit there walk move because a stiff joint will only get stiffer if you're system right if you're moving around like oh man I'm so sore I can't move then go for a walk and that's part of your recovery basis. So in your program if we think big picture wise my three tips for you guys for injury proof programming meaning the program is going to make sure that we're not really getting hurt and putting exercise to it is think of your big motion exercises your push your pull your hands your cores, your rotations stuff of that sort step one consider those and make sure they're incorporated in your program especially these two guys in the middle a rotational exercise and a core exercise should be in every program I think that's my personal bias my personal belief and we can have a side conversation of why I believe that way and we'll have a great conversation about it Uh, second thing is spacing right thinking now joint and spacing out your exercises and spacing out your days separately. Think joint, joint, joint. I want you to start thinking joints, elbow, wrist, shoulders, heads, knees, and toes. Remember that song as a kid we used to do at five or four years old, what my nieces are doing currently right now. That's what I want you thinking. Think of those joints and making sure you're keeping the joint itself healthy and happy. And lastly, include those rest days. Recovery is going to be a huge example of why it's beneficial and a huge asset of making sure you're just healthy. It's okay to rest. It's not going to be the end of the world. One day off is not going to kill your results. If it does kill your results, you're doing something wrong in your programming, right? One day off is just going to help replenish. And sometimes that one day off can make the biggest difference in how you feel. If you guys have specific questions about programming and keeping yourself healthy, feel free to send me a message, send me a, a email, whatever it may be. And I hope you guys learned something from this uh, podcast. I try to keep it as brief as possible for you and as simple as possible. Until next time, you guys take care